I am taking a risk today in my preaching, all right? I'm just waiting for people to complain, just waiting for it. Write the bishop, write the bishop. But I'm going to cover some territory today. If you've passed in front of the rectory, you've probably seen a, a sign out there. I think it's over at the pastoral center that says this. Poop does not poof. Poop does not poof. And it's referring to people who walk their dogs, and everybody walks their dogs here on Avenue 33. And they, we have one of the only yards, one of the few yards that doesn't have a fence around it, so there's a lot of not poofing, okay? Um, now, having said that, I want to start with a little joke. But because I can't say a bad word in church, even though it's a, a slightly bad word, it's not a really bad word, it's the S word, but I'll leave it at that. Two nuns were walking down the street, and nobody got this joke at the 8 o'clock mass, so I, I'm reluctant to even tell it. Two nuns were walking down the street, and one of them stepped in poop, and she said, oh, S, I just stepped in dog poop. Don't you get it? Oh, no more jokes for you. No more. <laughs> the scriptures today, ooh, these are, these are classic. And it's nice to know that we're going back 2,000 years at least to Paul, and I don't know how many more years to Malachi, 500, I'm not sure. But we're going back, you know, almost 3,000 years. And um, if there were a school of hypocrisy, and not that we need to be taught it, because we kind of come by this in life um, easily. Uh, we're all hypocrites sometimes. We say one thing but do another. And uh, Jesus clearly is saying, don't do that. If there were a school of hypocrisy, I'm saying the graduation certificate would read this. Do as I say, not as I do. I, I've heard this many times with parents uh, in my growing up. You know, parents would say something, do something, and then their kid would say, Mom, you can't say that or you can't do that. And she'd say, or he, do as I say, not as I do. But really? Is that what we want to teach? That we say one thing, but then we actually do another? It's hypocritical. And so Jesus says directly against that, he says, do whatsoever they tell you, do it, but don't follow their example. And I think to myself, how embarrassing if that were said of us, that people would say, don't follow the example of your parents, your teacher, or your priest, but do what they say, but don't do what they do. In fact, I heard of a wise priest who once said this. He said, when I preach, I preach to myself, and if you want to listen, go ahead. He was reluctant to say, I'm preaching to you because then you might say, well, yeah, you preach that, but do you live it? So I say, I'm preaching to me. I'm preaching to me. I need to hear my preaching for me. And if you want to listen, go ahead. But the point of it is that it's so easy in life to point to others' faults, to point to what they do wrong. And we do the wrong thing too, but we say it right. And then we think we get away with it. So... Uh, Paul and Malachi, they, they let him have it. And Malachi is speaking to the priests. And although I think these are the words of the prophet that he puts in the mouth of God, he scolds the priests for not living up to what they should. 
And Paul encourages people to live up what he calls them to live up to, to live up to their faith in Jesus Christ. So we hear that, and it's easy to point back 2,000 years and say, ah, naughty people. They didn't practice what they preach. But the, that's just the beginning point to hear these scriptures. Right after we say that about them, we hold the mirror up to ourselves and say, well, what about me? Do I practice what I preach? Do I say one thing and do another? I told you this story before, but it involves the S word again. Uh, that's all I can say. Um, I was up in Bakersfield visiting my sister and brother-in-law, and uh, my sister had five brothers. I'm one of them. And then she had seven girls in response to that. She got her, uh, her, her get back. So my mom and my sister were in the kitchen talking. I heard them. And my dad and my brother-in-law were outside, and I was in the living room with a couple of my brothers and my little niece, three years old. And my brother said the S word, clearly. Within less than a minute, my little second niece, Donna, said the S word, loud and clear. She got it. She heard it, and she performed it well. And my sister flew out of the kitchen like a banshee, and she said, thanks a lot, brothers. Thanks a lot. She said, I don't need you to teach them that. So if you want to teach them that, go outside. I don't need you to help me. Wow. I learned at 14. That's absolutely true. And I'd heard it before, that bad example teaches bad. But, but there it was, right in my face. I didn't say the word. It was my brother. <laughs> but at any rate, I laughed when she said it because it sounded kind of cutesy, I guess, in a way for that to come out of that little mouth, but it wasn't. It was a bad example, and it taught the wrong lesson. And somehow Jesus gets those things. He tries to align our words with our actions, with our heart, and bring them all in unison, all in harmony, so that when we are, when we are living, we're living what we're speaking, and the other way around too. And then Jesus, he goes a step further. And I like to call this his Alice in Wonderland teaching because when Alice went into Wonderland, didn't she look in the mirror and she was oblong and then she was fat and she had all these different things. And the whole world of Wonderland was wonder. Things weren't like they normally are. Upside down things were, or, uh, up, up, things were upside down, things were inside out. And, and no matter where she looked, she'd see something in a wonderful way, a different way. And Jesus, I think, preached that Alice in Wonderland kind of thinking. He would turn something upside down and turn it inside out. So he says at the very end, and it's a classic line, this is, this is a gospel line, this is a kingdom line. He says, the greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. <clears throat> you know, just yesterday, I believe it was, the passage before this at our daily Mass, well, we don't have it on Saturday morning, but uh, I think it was yesterday, uh, it's the story, uh, the parable that Jesus gives about going to the, uh, as he's at a house of another Pharisee, a wealthy Pharisee, he's having dinner. And everybody's watching him to see what he's going to say because they love to try to catch him in his words. So he told them a parable because he observed that people were coming in and always acting, trying to be important. Like he said today, you know, they, these people uh, don't, 
don't do what they do. They love to go out in the street and get attention and look important and have everyone call them rabbi and everybody to say impressive things about them. And he was trying to teach them upside down, inside out, about service and love. And so yesterday in that passage, he says a parable. He says there was a, a, a man, rich man, who threw a big dinner. And a man came to the dinner and went and sat in the highest place, the place of most prominence and importance. And then somebody more important than him came in, and the, the owner of the house had to go to that first seat and say, oh, I'm sorry, there's somebody more important than you here. You have to give up the seat. And this one has to all embarrass, say, oh, my God. And he goes down and takes the lowest seat, the lowest seat out of pure embarrassment. He said, what you should do is the opposite. When you go in, take the lowest seat. And how beautiful if that owner of the house comes and says, oh, sir, no, you need to be in the first seat of honor. Please come with me. Everybody will praise him. Now, if you do it for that reason, it stinks. But if you choose it because you understand what Jesus is saying, the last shall be first, the first shall be last, you know that you should be a servant to all. If you exalt yourself, you may be humbled. But if you humble yourself, you may be exalted. And I think that, you know, we can see this as a trickery of words, or we can see that Jesus is trying to pry open a better behavior, different behavior, bigger behavior, behavior that, that makes us see life a little bit more. And when we live it that way, imagine how much we give to one another. Imagine if that's the example. And imagine if we could say, do what I do and do what I say, because I guarantee you, both will be the same. Please stand.